Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Being a Has Never, the podcast about getting into the film industry. I'm your podcasting host, Juan, and I'm so excited, as always, for you guys to be here with me. So for today's episode, I have a question. I left off the last episode about how I started this thing about reinventing myself. So I want to know, you guys, when you're going into a new space, a new chapter, what was it that you wanted to reinvent about yourself and how did you implement it to the new you? I'm now transferring over to Cal State Monterey Bay. I now have a solid plan as going and graduating with my film degree and being a film director. With all the self-producing, with all the time management projects I had, I knew directing was going to be my thing. I wanted to go in there and learn how to hone my style. Learn how to make that signature look. Learn how to make my films iconic and stylized and really make sure that when I leave, they're going to say, oh yeah, that's a film by Juan Cruz III. That's totally him. I see that. And that was something I was going into. I will say this though. Even though I came off with losing my film business and Guardians of Light fell through, I still came in with this, I am hot shit. My shit don't stink. You ain't got nothing on me. Because for me... I set out what I was going to do. I said I was going to get good grades. I was going to transfer. I was going to meet the deadline. And I'm going to get my film degree. And I did that. On top of that, too, all the experience I had of being a producer, being a film director, being an actor, doing all these little things at Gabbling College. And to me, it also showed I wasn't afraid to do anything on my own, especially after Club Illusions, Free the Bull, all these contests I did, I was going in with, you want to hire me. You want to put me in your film group because if you tell me I need this done, I will deliver. I'm going to come through. If you need it by Saturday, I'm going to try to get it done by Friday. Or you need two, I'm going to produce three for you just so we have some options. Like, I really wasn't afraid to share that energy with all these new people. To really show that I am a great team member and even though I'm trying to go for the leadership role, I know the value I offer is just going to help push the film projects and my graduating class a whole brand new level. And really too, I think what was more exciting about going to a bigger school was just meeting all these new people. Gavlin College definitely felt like the 13th and 14th grade from high school, but here... I was able to meet people that were coming from all over the place, not just from California, but like from all over the world, from out of the states. And they may have connections in way that could help all of us. Like I remember I met this one girl whose uncle's a producer, or I met this other person who actually worked as a filmmaker for one of the local production houses. It's just, it's so amazing to see when you come to a major school and you see what people can offer. It's it's, there's unlimited potential, and it's a really cool opportunity for everybody to learn how to network, which I definitely will suggest you guys learn how to connect with people. It will definitely help you in the long run, and I don't mean be like this super fake, oh, hey, girl, hey, queen, like I want to be your best friend. Like, no, get to know somebody, see what they offer, and show them what you can offer and start a project together, and if it doesn't work out, great. At least they know this person really does X, Y, and Z. Keep them in the back of your pocket. So I'll say this too. When I meet new people, I was able to really see what they had to offer, what they did, and what they could bring. 
Now, granted, I know it's not good to really compare yourself to other people. Like, why is she like thinner than me? Or why is he taller than me? I will say this. I was definitely reflecting on what other students were bringing. Yes, I did have that attitude where like, I know what I can offer. I'm go-getter personality. But there was some other things that I didn't quite pay attention to in, in my JC days that I started to pick up while I was at Monterey Bay. One of the things I finally figured out is what a film bro was. If you guys are not familiar, a film bro is that one person like, oh, no, let me explain. Let me explain this director's concept. It's nowhere the same as his first original films. Like you need to understand this comedic moment. It's very similar to this one old classic film that he's just so fond of. It's just oh, it's just so amazing. You just wouldn't understand if you haven't seen the film. And I'm over here like, girl, I actually have friends that are just like you. Like, (laughs) I have nerdy friends where if I go to the movies with them, they will nitpick the shit out of a film. It was like, oh, there's a there's a plot hole right there or like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. But they're not going to be complete douchebags about it where they're like, oh, you just wouldn't understand. Like, they will explain it to me if I don't catch it. Because when I go see a movie, you guys, I don't go and nitpick and try to find the plot holes because I'm trying to be suspended from reality I want to sit down I want to enjoy this movie I want to forget I'm a movie theater and if my eyes are glued and I had a good time then it was a good film despite what all these film bros have to say there are some crappy films I just have a great time with but going back to the film bros what I noticed that they had some sort of artistic intelligence as in they were able to see, you know, why a cinematic choice was made. Why did they use some a certain color? Or like how they use like lines or how do they use like shapes to help convey a feeling or a message within the frame. And that was something I kind of thought about. Because when I was shooting, I was realizing I wasn't necessarily paying attention to like the mise-en-scene or like parallel lines, diagonal lines. I was kind of focusing like, on the color, potentially the lighting, and the story and the script. I wasn't really paying attention to like the camera and the cinematography. And with them, it definitely brought brought up a little bit of some insecurity. Because then I felt like, well, why then why does my project look like this or is my project good enough? Do I really have cinematography? Because they're seeing things from other people's projects and other people's movies that it makes me kind of think, am I making the correct artistic decision? Because granted, I never looked at things the way they did. I didn't really know who Wes Anderson was or Woody Allen was like all these other film people. Like I was familiar with Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Quentin Tarantino, like, you know, the generic people that a lot of people know from their mainstream movies but none of these like a24 art house productions i didn't know who any of these people were and i kind of felt a little insecure after that because it almost felt like i was only at the surface i was only paying attention to just the surface and not the artistic style another factor though that contributed to the film bros bringing out insecurity was the technology now as i said i was working with some rinky dink stuff i was working with what i had And of course, DSLRs were still very expensive to get a hold of. And what I noticed with them was that they were shooting on DSLRs. They were using these fancy lenses that were like two, three hundred dollars a pop. They were creating images 
that were beautiful. And they were creating images that looked like the whole art house productions. They were paying attention to lines, to color, to cinematography, to lighting. They were paying attention to a lot of things that were like better than what I've seen. Because not to knock anybody at my Gavlin College in L, but you can tell where the community college budget was at. And there was only a few of us, I felt, that were really up to par with like, you know, where CSU Monterey Bay was. And that to me, I was like, oh, maybe my technology isn't good enough. Maybe that's where I should be concerned about. That's kind of where I started to get a little, like, to really, like, you know what, fine. If I don't have the tech, well, at least I'm going to bring the attitude with it. I'm going to show that I can do things on my own. And as a director, I'm going to learn how to network and rally people to make up for what I'm lacking. The artistic style I think about is like Tim Burton. Like, as soon as you see his image on screen, you know exactly who's directing and who's producing this. While I'm in school, what is my artistic style? And just like with the whole business back in my head kind of thing, maybe you're not ready or good enough for this. That's how I was feeling when all these like pretentious douchebags kept on bringing up, oh, well, look at this, look at this, look at the lines, look at the color. When I should remember to think like you do bring something, now it's just let's practice this. And that's kind of where I feel like, how do I say this? Maybe it wasn't perfectionism. I don't think necessarily it was being perfect in a way it was I'm just getting tired of creating crap I don't want to create crap I want to create something that's great and that's good something that like is well respected because I remember too when I was in class one time there was this one guy who was who was your atypical film bro he actually created a short film project and he shared it with everybody and I'll be frank you know he created a really beautiful image. It looked really cool. It, I remember it being like all one shot. The story was interesting. But again, it was that whole director insecurity is that what I saw was another passionate person going out and creating something that they wanted to do and that they were fearless. They were going to get it done. And they did. And on top of that, too, he had the technology and the gear to do so. And that to me is like, that really kind of sunk in for me. It was that that's where I'm saying like I started to compare and reflect is what is it that I'm missing and how can I reinvent myself so I can be where I'm at, which I think I might have gotten a little too caught up on. I'll be very frank and honest looking back, but still it was let's improve. And it's also going back to that contest. How do I improve for next time or how do I improve for my next project? I'll say this. You want to see unshakable confidence is talk to a film bro who has a DSLR. I promise you, I thought my shit didn't stink. Girl, their shit for sure didn't stink. And I was like, oh, okay. In retrospect, I know people said, well, why didn't you team up with him? Why didn't you work with him? Like, why don't you try to get to know him more? It was because of that film bro douchey attitude. And that's where I think the importance of networking comes in when you're going into a bigger school. Because here's the T. It's great that someone is very passionate, they have the technology, they know how to do things, but if you're kind of an asshole or like a douchebag that really, that doesn't necessarily have a lot of redeeming qualities, it kind of turns a lot off a lot of people. Which now I'm thinking about it, I wonder if that was the same attitude and energy I came in with. It was almost like looking in a damn mirror, except this person was way taller than me. <laughs> I feel like that's why I wasn't really attracted to that energy. 
because it also brought me back to like, why is this not good enough for you? And are you going to want to work with me because I'm not bringing this quality that you're looking for? And that's how I feel like networking can also be a, it can be a hard time too. Some of us are starting with barely anything, a minimum or nothing. And we're still trying and we want to grow so much, but it's hard when people won't really give us the chance if we don't have what they're necessarily looking for initially. And that's where I kind of felt like that's the bigger thing when I was coming to the school was that, do I have what they're looking for? So I was like, well, you gonna figure that out real quick. And that was just one of those insecurities too that I thought about. Because I was also kind of thinking about this. I was writing it out. Why did I feel that? I mean, did you know how to do a lot of sound stuff? Kinda. Did you know how to use certain technology? Sure. Uh, Do you know how to use these big fancy cameras? Kinda. And that right there is like, well, see, it's the second guessing like you don't really know. And did you fully take advantage while you were at another school to really make sure you understood? Again, not really, because I was feeding my ego of hot shit. And that's something I think a lot of us kind of forget when we're young and we're trying to discover ourselves. We kind of forget what's really available to us because we're so stuck on finding out who we are. Being there, it was really starting to affect me in a way that not necessarily like in a super bad way, but it was really just trying to like, who are you as a person? Okay, cool. You want to be in film? What else? You want to be a director? Cool. What else? Like, what else is there about you that you're that you're still self-discovering? So that's where I feel like when the meeting the new people and the networking was a lot to handle. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in and I'm going to try, try and see what happens. You know what, too? As I'm thinking about this, I'm now understanding a little bit on what came about. What I mean by that is being insecure about your style, about who you are. My go-to was like, you know what? I'm going to be this fun, very flamboyant party girl. And I think that's kind of where the party girl I mentioned back in my in the first episode on where she came about. Because who doesn't like to party? Who doesn't like to have a little drink? Who doesn't like to have a good time to laugh, have fun, really just like let their hair down and just hang out? And I think that is when it started to come out when I kept second guessing on who I was as a person, who I was as an artist. And, you know... I'm going to turn to some alcohol, let's get some wine, let's get some champagne, and let's just drink and have a blast. And that's where I kind of felt like that was my cover and my go-to. I mean, sure, yeah. Like like I said, I'm able to go out, I can do my thing, produce what I want, but then I'm also like, who wants to turn up? Who wants to have some alcohol? Who wants to have some drink? Who wants to party and chill? Which, let's be real, being 21 and being in college, of course, duh, who doesn't want to have some fun? That's where I feel like that's kind of the basis of maybe I'm starting to focus too much on the image now. I, You know, I'm starting to realize this is where the second part of the definition comes in of being a has-never is focusing on the wrong aspects of filmmaking. Because it was always great to network and connect with people, getting to know them, starting to hang out with them, feeling like you belong with somebody because you guys have a common interest I feel like because of that insecurity of new talent, I was beginning to really focus too much on the party. 
I was beginning to focus a lot more on people to see me as a person to try to see more than just like, oh, well, you know how to tell a story, but like, where's your art style? Where's the cinematography? Where are like, where are your film references? Like, where's that at? It's like, hey, I'm a really fun, friendly person. You want to do some shots? Yeah, let's do some shots. Come on, let's have a good time. I was the loudmouth class clown who kind of got, who turned out to be like a Lagancha Estranja. Somebody that was a little annoying, let's be real. But I think it was just really stemming from that insecurity that like, this art is, it takes a lot. And I know art is subjective and it's like, it's only based on someone else's opinions. But when you're young and still trying to figure things out, that oh, those opinions can affect you. It can affect your choices. For us artists, that's that was that's where we get caught up on. And that, for me, I think was the beginning of catching up on other people's opinions matter to me. Not necessarily the opinions of where, like, my art is valid. It should be shared with everybody. But, like, your art's not good enough. And that's where I think it started to settle with me. But I guess I kind of blocked it out in a way because I was because I knew it wasn't just that is that I'm able to bring something contribute to this team and people are going to appreciate that which is probably how with the whole reinventing myself how do I reinvent myself from here on out and that's where I started to kind of learn let's let's look at how you learn to fail because this is a tough SOB to work with let's implement that instead of being insecure about art what do you know about getting things out there what do you know about networking with people? What do you know? And that's where I think I started to put that foot forward. Was like, let me start focusing on building up another part of me that doesn't just focus on the art, but focuses on the practical stuff. It's funny because now that I think about it, now I understand how that insecurity kind of carried on. Around this time, I was actually still living with my parents. And, you know, I was telling my family members, oh, I'm now going to CSU Monterey Bay. I want to be a director. But I just got, I don't, how do I say this? I got, I didn't like talking about directing. And I don't know what the reason was, is because I didn't want to talk to people about film projects because I think it was, I didn't know enough about the artsy stuff. And I mean, I remember my family members were like pitching like film ideas to me, which was, which were great. I'm not going to lie. Now thinking about it, I should have worked on a few of those projects. I just didn't feel comfortable talking about the film world or the film aspect. To me, I feel like I just wasn't good enough for it. And not because I was still learning still. I'm not trying to say like, I wasn't trying to go out there saying like, oh, I'm some expert because I realized I'm not an expert. There are way more things that I needed to learn while I was at school that I feel like if I started talking to things about people, they would expect me to like, oh, so do you know this? Do you know this film? Do you know this director? Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I really liked the movie. I thought it was a good time. Again, with college and like, you know, this higher education, higher learning, I feel like you have to have some sort of artistic intelligence. Like, you have to talk beyond the surface. And actually, I think now that I'm saying this now, I feel like I was very surface level. I like that whole look and idea and aesthetic, but like, what else is there? And quite frankly, I think I've owned the fact that I'm as deep as a kiddie pool, baby. Like, there is, it only goes so deep without me realizing like, oh, that's it. I'm like, yeah, girl, that's it. And that's how I kind of felt with like talking to other people about my ambition to be a director because also another thing I realized, like, what else do you have? What else did you direct? 
what else have you done that shows like, oh yeah, I'm a director. Oh really? What'd you do? I did the student film project. Great. What else? Like I couldn't even think of any other projects to add on like I would like IMDB or on a resume. Like I said about the shame, it was like, well, I did have a film business, but that went under because I realized I wasn't making any money and I wasn't ready for it. Oh, yeah. I also had an indie feature that I was in charge of and I got fired from that project. Yeah, that's real. Some That's really great table talk, right? Yeah. Let me just talk about my failures to my family. Sure, girl. That was where I was starting to get a little uncomfortable about it. I mean, I could have probably said, yeah, you know, I did this broadcasting at Gavazine where I was in charge of producing and directing a few segments and this is what I came up with. But I didn't think about it at the time because I felt I want to do something that a director would do. And that was like an artistic, really cool, fun film. But again, just looking at the other film bro who went out and shot something with a really cool cinematography and really great camera. I didn't have anything to show other than I want to do this. What do you have to produce? And it was nothing. And I think that's what kind of made me feel even bad. That's like you're not producing something. You're not directing something. You're just saying you are. You're all talk but no walk. Where's the production? And I think that's what started to hold me back too. So, wow. Damn, I re- if I really wanted to do something, I really should have done it. But again, I didn't know this at the time. And I feel nowadays, as, I'm, as I've gotten older, I'm here just doing a podcast. I'm here doing YouTube videos. I'm just doing some fun little things because I can, because I know how to, and also because I have the technology. I think that's the real crippling thing is that if you don't have great tech, it's going to show through and you may not get the, the response that you want. Damn. Where's my wine? <laughs> I think if younger me was right here, I probably would tell him, it's like, dude, Juan, all you have to do is just go to the main office, check out the equipment, get a film buddy or two, write a quick script, and start shooting something. Don't be afraid to ask for those resources. They're right there for you. You're spending almost tens of thousands of dollars to go here. Might as well use this damn shit, right? (laughs) Use it. That would be something I would say. I would also say to younger me, it's like, listen, I know these film bros got you second guessing, but their opinions matters as much as yours. Yes, you can listen. But at the end of the day, though, how do you feel about it? Because meeting new people, yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. But as long as you're happy with what you're creating and where you're going, then you're good to go. And then also, I would probably say, like, if you're going to feel insecure, like, take a moment to feel why and correct it. Reinvent yourself. Like reinvent yourself in a way that's not just surface. Reinvent to where you understand and where you do have that creativity in the art. Now let's put it up there. Yes, what happened with GOL and what happened with your business, it happens. But that's why you keep going, right? Because you knew you can. I still believe in you. That'd probably be something I would tell 21-year-old means like you got to keep going, girly girl, and use those resources better. Don't be afraid to fail. Because I promise you, you're going to have something that's going to come out of it like this podcast. (laughs) Trust me. I'll actually say this right now. I still am making mistakes with this podcast and I'm like going over. I'm reshooting. I'm not afraid to admit that. This is probably like what my seventh take doing this, but I need to make sure that it comes out great because I want to give you guys quality. And that's why I say don't be afraid to do it. Because, hey, you might come out with something better. And trust me, I have. (laughs) 
And that, I feel, is a really great way on how to start reinventing yourself. And at least planting a seed on why, essentially, I am a has-never. I'm curious to know, too, you guys, if you ever felt insecure about something, how did you essentially reinvent yourself to handle it? How did you change it up? Also, too, how else have you reinvented yourself? What awesome positive trait or even negative trait that you've picked up or learned more about yourself that has come with you to your present you? I'm curious to know. You can send me a tweet, a message, a DM on all your favorite social medias at Cruz. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope your day is amazing, and I hope to catch you guys all on the next one. Take care.